1: I'm your host, Kiri Masters, Head of Retail Strategy at Acadia. And today I'm joined by a special guest, Bruce Smith, who is the founder and CEO of Hydro, the leading at home connected rower that brings the on water experience of rowing straight to your home. A lifelong entrepreneur, rower and coach, Bruce has dedicated his career to helping others experience the power of the sport at all levels. Bruce founded Hydro to capture the unique experience of on-water rowing and make it universally accessible, helping people everywhere feel more connected to one another and live healthier lives on a daily basis. Welcome to the show, Bruce.
0: Very nice to be here. Thank you for the lovely introduction. Uh, that was, uh, we should get you to do all of our readings. It's great.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'd love to hear, uh, we're going to get into your entrepreneurial story more about um, Hydro's retail strategy um, for you know we've got a lot of nerds listening to the show who want to hear about that but I'd love to first just start with how did you first fall in love with rowing
0: I, you know rowing's like a little bit odd because the when I started rowing in college which is a few years ago now uh, it was not an accessible sport. So the only way to really learn how to row is like if you went to college or prep school in New England or England or somewhere like that, Australia, and there weren't learn to row programs. It was all this like college based thing. And it's kind of weird because it used to be the most popular sport. Like literally it was, it was like football. It was like 80 or 90,000 people would go watch a rowing race in 1915, you know, in New York city and bet on it and cheer and have a great time on Sunday afternoon. So. When I started, it was this really obscure little thing. And and um, I think that's what I enjoyed about it. It was like hard to get to. And uh, there's something about the rhythm of moving with other human beings and the combination of being outside on the water. So you're in this rowing shell and rowing shells are called shells for a reason. It's like uh, the, the skin of the boat is less than a quarter inch thick. And so you're basically sitting like in this, this very like fragile thing that connects you very directly Directly to the water, and you're moving with other people, and you're moving your your whole body. You're like it's a full body exercise. So it was that combination of water and you know doing doing this cool thing with other people, and it was very very addictive. And once I started, I tried to stop a few times. I tried to quit, and it, you know, kept pulling me back in. I just couldn't. I can't. I can't get out. Here I am. You know, thirty years later, still still stuck in this thing.
1: Wow, that's great. And it it is interesting to hear about that the societal or, or cultural um, significance of rowing as like an elite kind of sport for the upper upper echelons. And I've recently gotten into sailing sailboats. Yes. So and right. that's got kind of a similar vibe, yeah. although, you know, like the, going and uh, joining a racing team at your local lake, like, no, they, they'd love to have you. So right. <laughs> it yeah. has an unfair reputation, I think.
0: Yeah. 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 The, uh, the Winklevoss twins are, in fact, early investors in Hydro, um, oh, and they right. kind of, you know, like Harvard, Harvard, like, the, you know, Harvard, Harvard is yes. very, very successful, and, and they kind of epitomize that creamy center of privilege, like white male privilege. But the flip side is that I spent 10 years working at a place called Community Rowing here in Boston, and that was a, uh, it's a you know, it's a rowing club, but it was a nonprofit, and it was dedicated and exclusively to making rowing genuinely accessible to uh to everybody so is that it was kind of that experience that led me to hydro because we we're not for rowers we are for non rowers and that's kind of it i think people sometimes lose that perspective because it is like we, you're invited into this world that is um was exclusive but is now genuinely accessible so mm. just you know, you can get on your hydro anywhere.
1: Yeah. Well, let, let's talk a little bit about your time at community rowing in Boston, where you were, you were there for 10 years as the executive director. A couple of, a couple of points I pulled out from my research was that you led community rowing to become the largest rowing outreach organization in the world during that time. You tripled operating income of that organization during the great financial crisis. And created several innovative initiatives to transform it um, during your time there. So, yeah. I'd love to hear about like what what were some of the key ingredients that were necessary for that outcome?
0: Yeah, it's an amazing place, and first of all, it's really you know it was it was a group effort. Mm-hmm. I happened to be there during this period, but it was a very very fun community. The thing with rowing is that there's this preconception that it's really hard to learn how to do it. And the boats are fragile and need to be reserved for people with a lot of skill. And and if you are like a young kid or if you have a physical or mental challenge, that it's you know it's not really for you, and you're not invited to the party. And so CRI uh, was dedicated to breaking down those barriers and making the the Charles River in particular this amazing resource for people. So you could get out in the water and have this amazing experience for the human beings, and it wasn't contingent on how much money you had or where you went to college, like you could come from anywhere. And so we started a whole bunch of programs aimed at kids from the Boston public school systems, programs to serve military vets who are coming back from conflicts in, or in Iraq, uh, who may have had invisible injuries and weren't as comfortable in sporting settings as they used to be, programs for people with all kinds of physical challenges, kids who uh, couldn't participate in regular team sports and then at the on the flip side you know people who wanted to compete at the very highest level too so it was this really amazing and positive mix elite athletes training for the world championships in the olympics and kids from down the street in brighton who had never like they didn't even know there was a boat house until somebody went and collared mm. them dragged them down through the door you know so it was a very very fun experience and we ended up going you know when i started we would serve like 150 or 200 people a day sometimes 300 and by the end we were serving over a thousand people a day during the summertime and it was just amazing you'd see people come into the parking lot and park or walk walk through the front door and they you know they didn't have a smile on their face and almost every single person who got off the water leaving had a big smile on their face. Yeah. That was the, like, that's what we wanted to, to deliver to the world with hydro that transformative, yeah. like give us a few minutes of your day and we guarantee you will feel better. You'll get that hydro high.
1: I love that. So Hydro is, for lack of a better term, D um, 2 D2C brand that you have called the best workout experience in the world, which is definitely a, an alluring proposition. Um, and I'd love for you, for you to explain more about how that works. It's, it's not just about the hardware component and the actual device, but a big component is that the workouts allow the user to experience different rivers around the world. So I'd love to hear about how you're building that content first product led strategy.
0: Yeah, it really is a product led uh, marketing strategy overall. And I think the challenge with those product led strategies is that you need to get a a group of people together. Um, Like how do you get your first customers through the door because they are your chief proponent and then the pro- the experience of the product becomes the main marketing tool and rowing is kind of like it is network effect in a lot of ways because in order to row you need a group of people you need to go out on a boat together and how do you uh, capture that and deliver it at home so when you think about exercise, I think everybody is aware now of like the different qualities of exercise. You know, like yoga is great for mind-body connection uh, if it's done thoughtfully. Running is hard on your knees but good for your lungs. It's if you only do the bike, the stationary bike, then you're gonna have to do other exercises because it's not addressing different parts of your body. Rowing is like the perfect package of physiological interventions for exercise. So it, it turns on your psoas, it turns on your legs, your arms, your back, the most important thing that it does is it turns on your posterior chain. And, and people don't know that they have a posterior chain, but those are the muscles that keep you standing upright during the day. Okay. And they make it possible for your the, the cavity that holds all of your organs to stay open and clear so your organs can work well. And when you step back in the bigger world, there are not many exercises that work right. your posterior chain and turn right. it on. So the active, just the, the physical act of rowing, is the best exercise, period. And there's not a lot of controversy about that. CrossFit agrees, Orange Theory agrees. You know, that, like in the the big world, rowing is generally viewed as the best exercise. But then it gets more interesting because what you really need for exercise is not just intrinsic motivation, like everybody knows they should. You also need really compelling extrinsic motivation. And where do those extrinsic motivators come from? And, you know, we all like to think of ourselves as self-discipline and we know we should, but the truth is we don't. And so Hydro is aimed at delivering on a really deep level that kind of human connection and accountability that you get from being a member of a running club, you know, but you get it in your home instead. So you're experiencing rhythm and flow with another human being on the screen. There's another key component of health, which is the experience of nature. Like you, if you're stuck behind a screen all day and you're not experiencing nature, you really, you actively feel less connected and less trusting of the world. And so we deliver that experience too because we immerse you in a natural environment. So we're not filming in studios, we're actually filming live outside on water. Mm-hmm. And so you join that person to so experiencing rhythm and nature and water. When you wow. put that package together, I know it's really. Like, and I got to say, like somewhat to my surprise, like it works. Our NPS is 87. You know, like when people, the um, it's a little bit frustrating as a D2C brand. Uh, people get their Hydro. And when it arrives after about three or four workouts, we get, this happens all the time. We get notes saying, oh my God, I had no idea. And that's like, <laughs> that's kind of a problem, you know, when you're trying to sell something. But the, the, the experience of the product really is that compelling because it hits all of those different pieces it's your whole body mm-hmm. it's your soul it's social connection it's experience of nature all wrapped into one and it's um it's done very thoughtfully like we have a very thoughtful approach to whole health and ultimately we're not a rowing company we are a whole health company and the you know, the modalities that we'll continue to expand into will always be best in class. We're never going to suggest that you buy a bike or a treadmill because those aren't the best, most efficient exercises. We're always going to sell you the very best and most trustworthy thing in the marketplace. So continuing to build that story and that, that experience, I think we'll see, you know, George Clooney made a movie about boys in the boat. I think that's going to be kind of a watershed moment for rowing. It's, you know, it's coming out um, at Christmas time this year and it's, I think it's one of those things that will make it clear that rowing is genuinely accessible to everybody.
1: Great. So with the product led strategy and you, and you mentioned some, you know, a challenge with that is like people are actually pleasantly surprised by the experience. Um, and it's more than they expected, which is great. I guess what have, what are some other lessons learned from, from that approach so far?
0: Yeah, we had, um, like we lived through this like wild pandemic up and down and, it was, you know, in 2019 like we had this really great idea. We were going to build a rowing machine that provided an immersive experience. And We started to sell that rowing machine and then the pandemic happened. So it's there was this moment when we all of a sudden went from, you know, a, a beginning startup to we're a mass market company and mm-hmm. we raised a lot of money, you know, 300 million dollars and through the pandemic we uh, had this extraordinary growth because it was just it w- it was a confluence of factors. We had the thing that people really needed. To feel better through this extremely stressful period. And the really interesting lesson has come post-pandemic, because the idea is still good. Like the, The foundation for the company didn't change from 2019 to 2023, but the influence of the pandemic on people's thinking has changed a lot. And the other piece that's changed is the access to capital. And so through the pandemic, we could take this mass market approach where we were just really blanketing the marketplace with a lot of Ads that were, you know, really performance oriented, and had a had a pretty good CAC, you know, like not not terrible. Certainly relative to the lifetime value of our of our members, they were very reasonable. But that has, has changed a lot. So we've really had to go back to the drawing board and think about a new approach to uh, reach customers. And the, the shift has been in personalization, you know, and really dialing in to the specific customers that we know are interested in, in this exercise now. And it's it's um, it's a very different exercise, and and you can see it in the change in our leadership. So, our CMO Gretchen Seig Fleming, uh, through the pandemic, was from L'Oreal, which is you know big like giant marketing budget and big mass market campaigns, and now we're really focused in on one P data and earning people's trust even before they come into our ecosystem. So it's it's been a it's been a wild wild ride and, and really exciting to have to change that strategy with our company.
1: Can you give us some examples of what that personalization has looked like or enabled you to do?
0: Yeah, it's not, it's not rocket science, I think. Um, so we're, we're, a, an L Catterton backed company and they also backed oddity, uh, which is a makeup brand that does, I think, you know, uh, kind of world-class personalization in terms of earning customer's trust before they have purchased. And, um, for us, that means, you know, making sure that we have a value proposition out there that encourages people to give us their, um, their email or their telephone number so that we can reach out to them and share some really useful information with them. And it's a process, you know, the marketplace is changing so fast, but I think, you know, the, the seeds of, um, you know, performance marketing being a complete uh, disaster were sowed by Apple. And it's really forced people to be much more innovative as they wanna scale and grow. And you know, trees don't grow to the sky. And if if you're gonna do a mass market product, you really have to find an engine that is not contingent on increasing your performance marketing spend. So how do you do that? You have to have a value proposition for future customers that makes them wanna be a part of your brand before they've bought anything, you know? And so it's building that engine and we have, Amazing content around around workouts and information about whole health and fitness, and it's it's building that engine so that we can build those lists. And then, as, you know, we're a highly seasonal products, so through the year we build those relationships and and build that really substantial list. And and it's not it's not just about building a big list and then hitting everybody with an email. That's a disaster. What you have to do is deliver value and it's it's building that engine and i would say that we're still in the early days of, of building that system but it's incredibly effective both both from a cost perspective and it's brand creative you know like over the long term we want to be the most trusted whole health brand in the world and this conti- contributes substantially to that effort mm-hmm. so it's from my perspective i love it and it gets us out of the you know the evil clutches of google and meta yeah. Um, yeah, to, to some degree, but you still you still have to put some money behind those, you know, those quizzes and, and uh, making sure that you've got enough people who are seeing the value prop out there. But it's a combination of organic and paid that leads people to trust the brand even before they've made a purchase. It's highly considered. You know, you've got a dedicated space in your home. It's 40 or 50 bucks a month. It's, it's really it's something that takes people a long time to decide about. So it's building those relationships in advance. And then when the time comes, um, you know, whether it's holiday or New Year or New You and people really are looking for that purchase, then you have a chance to harvest at a really, really efficient rate. So mm-hmm. it's, um, it's, it's a radically different approach from building this massive top of funnel awareness and measuring your brand awareness in the marketplace and what's unaided and what's aided and then trying to figure out how that's all going to convert it's really much, much more specific. And to my mind, anyway, um, much more valuable over the long run.
1: Very cool. Super interesting. And so you also sell hydro on Amazon. And at one point I've been in the Amazon space for eight years and for, for the longest time, that was like such a taboo for D 2 C brands, you know, like selling to another through another, you know, channel, but you have, had a a different approach there and I'm curious what place marketplaces like Amazon have for hydro maybe in the past and, and now and going into the future.
0: Yeah, we had, um, we had a launch partner in Best Buy because they wanted to get into this space and that was a great partner to launch with because it gave us some credibility as a brand new company in 2019. And also for our investors, it gave everybody a proof point. We outsold treadmills and bikes at Best Buy in our first, uh, BFCM, uh, period. So that was, that was really exciting. Amazon, you know, such a, <laughs> our, our first marketing team members were like, you know, if you want to go to Amazon, I quit, uh, literally like the, those were actual words, uh, just people like, there's no way we've had experience with Amazon and the customer experience with, uh, with them is so miserable. Uh, the return system is so miserable, especially with the subscription product, you know, they'll take a return and they'll, send the returns out that you have no control and we sampled it and we had kind of a bad experience the first time and then the second time that we went in they have honestly like i don't want to say amazon's like a good company but they have improved like you know like they they're better than they were their shipping practices and the way that they handle their customers and returns give us a kind of visibility and comfort that really you know allow us to deliver a great experience the other really big change for us we had um one product in the market, call it the OG, it's the original Hydro rower, and it's a you know premium product, super luxury best rower in the world. And then our second, and it comes in a box that's really quite large uh, for shipping. It costs us a couple hundred dollars to ship to customers. And then our second product was really designed to be shipped overnight via FedEx. And that locks in exactly with Prime. So yeah. uh, it's really, uh, the Wave is, it's light, small, it's still a really great experience, but it's easy to move around. Comes in six pieces, you can put it together. It's definitely easier than an Ikea bed to put together. And it is perfect for Amazon, honestly. So mm. uh, it, it qualifies for prime shipping and uh, that was the big motivator, but it's been good to get to know them over the past year. You know, it's a primary discovery engine for most consumers, especially, you know, our consumers, there's, if you did a vendor diagram, I think it's a 99.9% of our members are also prime members. And when they go shopping for anything, they check Amazon first. And uh, it's just crucial to be a part of that conversation. And, and you can't afford to be out of there at this point, in our opinion.
1: Really good take. Are you um, selling to Amazon as a wholesale vendor or on the marketplace?
0: We've done both. Uh, and we're a wholesale vendor to Amazon now. We, okay. we like that better. Um, the incentives are, are aligned more closely and we have a couple of people on the Amazon team who are dedicated to our product and they did a great job this past Prime Day. Um, you know, we were a big part of the conversation and our sales were up substantially from uh, the July Prime Day, which we were delighted about, so.
1: Great, and love this example of having, you know, an, an assortment that suits the channel as well. So you mentioned the OG, you know, it's not really suitable to be sold on Amazon, but this, the, the Wave, is it?
0: Yeah, the Wave is our is our newer, smaller product that comes in multiple colors. So you can coordinate with your home color scheme. I, and, was, and it makes me so happy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> was that de- like was, was that developed like just that was a natural next gen product or was that really developed with the idea of marketplaces in mind?
0: So honestly, it was designed to fit in homes worldwide. So Americans have room for the OG in their home. And if you go to Europe or Asia, the homes are a lot smaller. And uh, we experienced this firsthand. We were looking at sales. We were available in the UK as well. And people were not buying uh, hydro OGs in London And uh, we did some customer research and it was clear that people just couldn't get them into their houses (laughs) like that. You know, if you have stairs with a turn in them, the OG just doesn't fit. You know, like it's why they don't sell king size beds. It's the same same exact problem. So that opportunity worldwide, we realized we had to solve. And so we focused a lot on um, making a product that could fit basically like if you have a, a space beside your bed to make your bed, the wave fits exactly there. And it comes in uh, pieces. So you can take it apart and move it around by yourself and take it into very narrow corridors, et cetera, et cetera. And we can ship worldwide at at a very low cost. So our our shipping costs went down by about 80% uh, with the wave. So it was a very, at the time, we didn't realize how crucial it would be to make a product that was easier to ship and move around, but it was it was to fit that worldwide market. that was the initial driver and then drive down our shipping costs as well.
1: Bruce, last question from you. I'd really appreciate your time and it's been great learning about your journey and how you're thinking about how your thinking has evolved really with um, hydro and and the marketing approach there. Is there anything you'd like to leave the audience with today?
0: you know, I like to make jokes about bicycles. Uh, like, please don't spend your exercise minutes on a bike, like spend it on a rowing machine. But uh, no, overall, I think, um, you know, this moment in time is is pretty special. There There is a transformation happening when people are starting to recognize the value of whole health in a way that um, we used to rely on fads to get fit, and it was to look great. And now we're really thinking about, feeling great for your life and how that can impact people. And that's why we started Hydro. It was to mm-hmm. help people feel better so they could, you know, feel better about themselves, trust their um, family and their coworkers more because you do have that bond and then ultimately make the world a better place. And that's, that's still what we're aiming at and very, very excited about the journey we're on.
1: Thank you, Bruce.